Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Full of Anaka and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, the Cook Islands named their squad for Rugby's Oceania Cup. We talk to a Pacific medal winner at the Commonwealth Youth Games and Nauru talk up their chances at the AFL International Cup. But first, Fiji's Olympic gold medal winning sevens captain Osea Kolonisau has signed with the Houston Strikers, who are scheduled to contest the inaugural Major League Rugby competition in the United States. The 31-year-old made his debut for the Fiji Sevens team in 2008 and led them to back-to-back World Series titles in 2015 and 2016 and Sevens gold at last year's Rio Olympics. Houston head coach Justin Fitzpatrick told Koro Vakauta that the deal was helped along by a former flying Fijian. One of my old teammates um, at Ulster is Joe Viraki, who's um, multi-capped um, Fijian international coaching and living in New Zealand currently. And Joe and I got uh, speaking, and uh, so I was in the hunt for a couple of outside backs, and um, he um, he said, what, what about um, Osiris? And I, you know, I, I was very excited to start having a conversation with him, and you know, uh, after several conversations, um, here we are, and we're, we're very uh, pleased and uh, excited to have Osiris join um, the Strikers. And uh, when will he be joining the team? In the next couple of months, we're just going to go through the, the visa process um, um, with him. So as soon as we can um, get all that paperwork um, done and all the boxes ticked, um, we'll have Osiris over, over here in um, Houston. Now, he's obviously well-known around the world, and you guys were looking for some outside backs. What is it in particular that, that uh, thought, oh, he's, he's going to be a great fit for the club? Well, I think it's, it's multifaceted. I mean, obviously, he's a, a lovely footballer. He, he brings um, uh, a certain X, X factor um, that um, you know is um, invaluable to, um, to to any team. Uh, outside of that, um, he's a, a leader of men and you know, comes with a um, a lot of experience um, dealing with pressure uh, and um, playing in different environments. And, and we felt that that was very important to what we're building here. And for those of us that don't know, you know, we're down the bottom of the world in the Pacific, what kind of level will he be playing at with the Houston Strikers? We're uh, one of the um, inaugural teams for Major League Rugby, so this will be the highest level of club rugby in uh, the United States. Uh, hard to um, hard to gauge how that compares with um, uh, New Zealand club um, rugby or um, uh, minor cup or, or something like that. But um, we've got a, a range of um, guys here um, that have uh, played for the national team, that have played professionally overseas, etc., um, etc. Et so um, we're hoping to help grow and uh, expand the level of, um, of rugby um, along with our other the other clubs that are, are going to be um, in the, playing in the August season. And this pretty much, in terms of commitments, will take him out of um, Fiji 7's um, representation? Yeah, that's my understanding, yes. I mean, the TC is going to be here on a full-time basis and, and, and taking an exciting new step in his, uh, his career. 
And speaking of Sevens, in your release you cited um, Olympic gold medal winning coach Ben Ryan for being amidst the discussions. What was his part in playing? Ben was um, was a great help, I think, for, for, for both parties um, in terms of um, just helping us understand where SI was coming from in terms of negotiations and um, and, and vice versa, and um, just saying that, uh, helping SI understand the parameters that we were working at. Um, so I can't speak uh, highly enough of uh, Ben's role in, in, in helping make this um, happen for, for both parties. And I know you might not be able to divulge full terms of the contract, but how long uh, is this for uh, for ICA coming over? It's it's multi um, multi year. Finally, you've got goals for the season now. With this, uh, you, you kind of kicked it off well with this um, pretty much uh, headline making signing. What, what's the goals for the season, upcoming season for the strikers? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's our inaugural season as a program and also um, as a league. So um, we want to be um, competing at the end of the season for um, for silverware. Um, um, we feel very confident in the squad that we're putting together, and, and are looking forward to um, um, to being at the top table and challenging. Um, you know, when it comes around for um, silverware to be dished out. That's Houston Strikers rugby coach Justin Fitzpatrick speaking with Koro Vakuta. The Cook Islands insist they will not take Tahiti lightly after naming their squad for next weekend's Oceania Cup rugby playoff in Rarotonga. Seven overseas-based players have been included in the 26-man team, which will be captained by former New Zealand provincial player Francis Smith. The winner will advance to a home-and-away playoff against a team from Asia for a spot in a final repercharge tournament. The Cook Islands have not played an international match since being thrashed 108-6 by Fiji in a Rugby World Cup qualifier three years ago. But head coach Walter Tangata says the home side backed themselves to perform. It's always a challenge, really. Uh, firstly, is uh, trying to find uh, to get the uh, players uh, who are available to attend due to work commitments, and of course, uh, some of the players are playing in the ITM Cup and who are playing in higher higher level of rugby. So. Uh, it's a little bit of a uh, bit of work to try and negotiate the availability of players, but yes, money is a concern. So that's pretty much why we've uh, tried to really uh, restrict the, a lot of the overseas uh, players involved in this campaign. So, in your training squad, how many have you got, and, and how many of them are locally based, and how many from offshore? Uh, offshore is currently about seven or seven boys, and pretty much all the others are local based. And, and so that's your finalised squad for the Oceania Cup against Tahiti next month? Well, we were required to send in a um, 26 uh, squad uh, earlier early in the week, so we've actually sent it. But because our season's on, ongoing at the moment, so we're still uh, trying to negotiate. There's a few injuries that we have currently from uh, from the weekend that we're trying to assess. And obviously, uh, if those players... Um, are no good to go, then we'll have to get the replacements in, which we are at the moment uh, currently trying to source some other players from New Zealand as well. Obviously, this Tahiti match is um, you know, important. It was it four years ago Cook Islands won the Oceania Cup in PNG? Two years ago, they didn't take part. There wasn't strictly anything on the line in terms of World Cup places that time. So the way the changes have happened to the World Cup qualifying process... Um, there's a possibility for four Pacific teams to potentially make it. You know, last time Cook Islands had to play against Fiji, which was a pretty tough ask. It's obviously still a difficult process, but, you know, how do you feel about Cook Islands' chances of, you know, being in the mix? 
I think we have a really good chance, and I think uh, that's something the, that our, our current uh, boys here understand that going forward. And I think it probably made it a lot, the process a lot more easier going going through. In saying that, we uh, we're actually just trying to focus on on this one game first before we try and uh, think ahead. But I think uh, everyone is um, excited about the uh, that opportunity to uh, progress, um, have a fourth team in the, in the World Cup. Having not been a part of the Oceania Cup two years ago, it's been a few years since the Cook Islands team have actually played an international match. Um, how, how confident are you that this team will be ready once you run out uh, against Tahiti? Tahiti is an unknown beast, aren't they? I mean, uh, they're French citizens, so uh, I'm not sure what the entire makeup is, and we haven't really had any footage of, of late of what Tahiti is uh, capable of. So we're preparing the best we can for previous history, but um, again, we haven't really contemplated what the mix is going to be at the moment. So I think it's going to be a tough ask, but uh, I think the boys are prepared and they understand that past results count for nothing. So we actually starting uh, this preparation is uh, we're going from scratch. We're actually treating uh, Tahiti. Uh, we're going to give them some uh, the respect they deserve and hopefully it's going to be a good result for us. Is there a prospect of any other test matches uh, after this one? Well, no, not really. That's why I guess that's the difficulty with what uh, Cook Island's facing at the moment. Um, we just don't have that opportunity to uh, have uh, as many test matches as we would like to gain international exposure. Pretty much, uh, that's why we have to really rely heavily on uh, the New Zealand and um, and Australian influence to for the bulk of that. Cook Island seems to have more experience there. Hopefully, we are successful in this campaign. Then we have the next level, which is next year. There's obviously, that the dynamics is going to change, so we probably have to have a lot more overseas influence. Who will your captain be? We've got a uh, a Kukalan boy here um, playing. He played at Northland a few years ago. He's a, he's a local uh, born and Kukalan um, born and uh, bred. I played his rugby here, migrated to New Zealand, um, went to school there, and ended up playing uh, in the Northland uh, division, uh, Northland team. And of course, Auckland, like for season or two, uh, Francis Smith. Face back home at the moment, he's working here, but uh, he's kept up his fitness, so uh, he's, he's right up there. He's probably one of the more experienced players that we have going around at the moment. Uh, in the local domestic uh, uh, rugby, rugby team. He was part of the team in uh, Fiji in uh, 2014. That's the Cook Islands rugby coach, Walter Tangata. Samoa and Fiji were the top Pacific performers at the Commonwealth Youth Games in the Bahamas, winning two medals apiece. Samoa won gold in rugby sevens, beating England 10-5 in the boys' final, while Fiji beat Canada in the bronze medal match. Samoan boxer Damien Vaughan also claimed a bronze medal in the boys' 81kg division while Fiji swimmer Taichi Vakasama won the Pacific's first medal of the biennial event, claiming bronze in the boys' 200m breaststroke final. I was really happy when I saw the position shown on the screen. Like, really, I'm proud to win the medal for the nation as a flag bearer. Did you think you had a chance at winning a medal going into the race? Like, if I tell the truth, it was like 3%. I ranked 11th in the prelims. And how did you feel throughout the, the final, throughout the race? Were you feeling strong? Were you feeling fast? Were you feeling confident? Uh, it felt like usual, but only thing that I think I was in the zone during the competition, I couldn't see anything around me. So when you crossed the finish line, did you not know you'd won bronze? Uh, I didn't know it too. Like I took off my goggles, I saw most of the people finished. And, until, and it took long for me to find the time on the screen. And then when you saw it on the screen, you realised you'd won the medal? 
yes. And how was it to be up on the uh, the platform on the dais uh, and, and having the medal put around your neck? Uh, it is a beautiful moment. I still remember it. It felt very long. When you won the medal and you got back to camp with your fellow Team Fiji athletes, what, what have they been saying? Yes, uh, everyone congratulated me and also my teammates, or my swimmates, who swam with me. You competed at the Youth Commonwealth Games two years ago in Samoa, so um, what, what did you learn yes. from that event that helped you this time round? Uh, from last Commonwealth, I knew that I liked power and also fitness. So you've just spent the last couple of years working hard on those areas to improve your performance? Yes. That's the Fijian swimmer Taichi Vakasama. The Nauru Chiefs are targeting a top four finish at the AFL International Cup, which gets underway in Melbourne next weekend. The Micronesian nation finished seventh in the men's Division I competition in 2014, despite only losing one of their five matches. Vice-captain Kenneth Oppenheimer made his international debut at that event and believes Nauru were and are better than their final placing suggests. I don't think the way they did the latter then was very fair because we, we only lost one game against the Irish. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think we, we're actually the eighth in, in the world called that way. We're a bit higher than that. I believe so. You know, what, what's happened in the last three years, when you have these gaps in between the international cups, obviously you've got your local competition, but is there much opportunity for, you know, the national team to get any, uh, you know, match play? There is. Every year there's a, there's a uh, national team selected. Not so the Noru Chiefs, but like a development team. Earlier last this year, we actually, uh, there was All-Stars that were selected, and um, we went to Bendigo to play in, in their league there, and also in Brisbane to play in, in their league there, just uh, one game in each state. One game in Queensland, one game, game in Victoria. Obviously, the structure of the draw is a bit different this time for 2017. Uh, Division 1, we've got a clear 10 teams, and, and you've got pool matches against New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, France, and uh, Canada. You know, New Zealand and PNG, especially first up, that's a, a pretty tough start. Uh, what do you make of your chances? It's a really hard draw, I think, this, we've had this year, but uh, with the, the way they're doing it this year, I think there's, it's, it's much fairer for the developing countries and it gives us a good chance to actually see where we're sitting. We play the better sides, unlike the last time. So uh, up against the Kiwis first, I think they'll, they'll be pretty tough. We hear that they're the favourites, so I think they'll, they'll be tough. And of course, the defending champions, PNG in the second cha- round, that'll be another tough challenge. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. We're quite confident that we'll give them a good go and yeah, maybe win against both teams, hopefully. What do you think would be a satisfactory result for the Nauru Chiefs in the competition? To be in the top four. Of course, to win, but uh, satisfactory, I reckon, to be in the top four. And uh, have you noticed uh, much change in the last three years? You know, traditionally, Ireland, PNG, New Zealand, teams like that have been right up there. And um, Do you see anyone else coming through the ranks that, that, that's been improving? Not really. I mean, we, we, we haven't been really exposed to that kind of information. Um, we hear that New Zealand have been working on the AFL and that the AFL have been putting some concentration onto their, their, their camps and things like that. So I, I hear through the, the AFL development in Brisbane. And so we expect the, the Kiwis to be pretty strong this year. These international cups, Kenneth, how important are they? What do they give to the Pacific Island nations that are developing AFL and, and obviously just trying to, try, trying to you know, grow the game? What, you know, what does this tournament mean? For the Nauruans, it means a lot. It's the one competition that, that we really take pride in and we really try to do our best in because it is our national sport and the boys come back to Nauru and we, we expect to get a little bit of that out of it in terms of um, 
you know, our, our pride. Where AFL really stands for us. So I think it, it means a lot for the country, especially for Nauru. And obviously there's uh, the opportunity to, to win the title or, or go far in the competition, but for some of your individual athletes, uh, some of your you know players that, that maybe have aspirations of, of one day making the AFL or, or getting close to it, what, what, what's on the line? Are there, are there AFL international scholarships? Are there opportunities that you know impressing in this competition can, can give them? Benny Drew, who's in charge of the development here in Nauru, he's based in Brisbane, he, he's always out scouting the boys and seeing if there's any interest of any of the guys here wanting to go to Australia and play for the smaller clubs there to develop their skills and things like that. But yeah, there is. Of course, there's some talent around and we're hoping one day that a Nauruan can break into the AFL. That's the Nauru AFL player Kenneth Oppenheimer. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.